Father God, we come in the name of Lord Christ Jesus to hear your word of truth. We pray for the Holy Ghost to open the eyes and ears of every audience of today's podcast so that we may all understand the scriptures given today. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, dear friends, and welcome to July 10th, 2022 weekly message. Glad to have you on board today. You are listening to the last day's ministry from WGM Church. Hope you all had a blessed week. In today's podcast, we will hear what the Bible tells us about the temples. The Jews were told to build temples to worship God, but since the arrival of the Holy Spirit in our modern age of grace, we as Christians weren't told to build such structures made from gold, silver, and precious stones and necessary building materials listed in the book of Kings. So let's hear about it together in detail. But before we start our main text, let us begin by hearing and believing the word of God from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall, bear thee, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he had set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Today's main text comes from Prophet Haggai in the Old Testament, chapter 1, verse 1 through 9, and chapter 2, verse 6 through 9. Old Testament, book of Haggai. Chapters 1 and Chapter 2 In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel the son of Sheltiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, the time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, 
Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie waste? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Ye have sown much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothed you, but there is none worn. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways, go up to the mountain, and bring wood, and build the houses, uh, bu- and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Ye looked for much, and lo, it came to little. And when ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord of hosts, because of mine house that is waste, and ye run every man unto his own house. And then Haggai chapter 2, verse 6 through 9, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens, and the earth, and the sea, and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Haggai was a prophet of the restored remnant after the seven years' captivity of Babylon. Their circumstances are detailed in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. To hearten, rebuke, and instruct the feeble and divided remnant was the task of Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. The theme of Haggai is the unfinished temple and his mission to admonish and encourage the builders. Let us hear together the voice of the Lord spoken through the words given through Haggai. Again from chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, the second year of Darius the king. In the sixth month and the first day of the month came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. It was time for them to build the temple. Now, why did this word come to them at such a time? Upon their return to Jerusalem, the people noticed that the city and the temple had burnt down, totally destroyed in fire. Still, the Israelites were only focused on building their own houses. Then when it came to build the Lord's house, the temple wasn't built with with much sincerity. We must first understand what the building of this first temple means for us. 
Now, at that time, according to the law, sacrifices were devoted in the temple to receive forgiveness of sins and to see the glory of God. Indeed, the glory of God came in the building itself because it was before the Holy Ghost came to this earth, the glory of God fell on the building. So at that time, the building was called the temple. However, what Herod built was not a temple. Now Herod wasn't, he wasn't an Israelite. He was not an Israelite, but he was a descendant of Esau. It was simply built as an appeasement to rule the people modeled after the previous temple built by Solomon. Because of this, Jesus said in John chapter 2, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And the Jews asked, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? There is no way for them to know that the body of the Lord the body of those who have received the Holy Ghost is the temple. In fact, the temple was completely destroyed and there was no glory of the cherubim or glory of God. Because the Holy Spirit came only upon the Lord when he came, the Lord alone was the temple of heaven and earth. Just as the temple was the place where the glory of God came in the Old Testament times, so, when Jesus said, destroy this temple, let's talk about himself, they didn't understand that he meant, go ahead and kill me, then I will rise on the third day. So, where is this temple today? There's no temple in Israel. There's only an Islamic mosque in place of the destroyed temple. Today's churches collect building funds, building donations, so that they can build a temple and beautifully decorate it inside out. So again, where is the temple? Who is the temple? Jesus went up and sent the Holy Ghost. And the person who received the Spirit is the temple of God. In 1 Corinthians, Apostle Paul said, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. And then know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not of your own. Churches spend hundreds of millions of dollars to build so-called temples, not realizing that their own temples have already been destroyed. So then, where is the temple today? The Catholics adopted Babylonian religion after the Council of Nicaea. Such Babylonian religion has been incorporated into most churches. They do not know that the bodies of the saints are the real temples. It is the same as those who, had, who said in Haggai that it was not time to build a temple and only built their own houses. Apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, I pray God your whole spirit and soul 
and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, because our body is the temple. And what was the Old Testament temple like? Our body is the courtyard of the old tabernacle. Entering the courtyard through the four gates, these four gates refer to the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Going past through these gates, we wash the hands at the brazen laver and enter the holy place. Our soul is the holy place. It has the golden candlestick and the table of showbread, the six loaves on the, of bread on the left and six on the right symbolize 66 books of the Holy Bible. Passing through the golden candlestick and the table of showbread, we enter the most holy place. The most holy place corresponds to our spirit. The high priests met God, who is the spirit, there. We too must be able to see the glory of the Lord when we eat the word and go through the courtyard and the holy place to enter the most holy place and pray. Only when the body, soul, and spirit are holy and clean can we meet the Lord. Today, the rebuilding of the temple is done in this way. The temple must be holy and clean, but these days the church the so-called temple is packed with the Babylonian religion. Easter rabbits and candles to celebrate springtime and the celebration of the sun god on December 25th was also practiced in the Babylonian religion. Pontius Pilate and Herod, who used religion to kill Jesus, became friends and exchanged gifts through the pagan religion. And it has been like this since the ancient times. And now the body of Christ, the church, is full of all kinds of religious programs. Prophet Jeremiah told them not to be deceived by the people who claimed this to be the temple. The church building has never been the temple. The glory of God has departed. Their words in Haggai 1-2 the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built, is equivalent to, when will the Lord come? Now is not the time to prepare to meet the Lord. They have eyes and ears, but they are blind and deaf. Someone called in once and said he doesn't go to church because all they ever talk about is the world and not the words of God. And he was pleasantly surprised upon hearing the CD sermon recordings of our church, where we only preach the words of God. Now he knows that the time has come to rebuild the temple. He didn't know it because he didn't have the words of God, but after hearing the word, he now understands. As Haggai 1 verse 4 says, if they do not intend to build the ruined temple of God, but are busy building their own houses, all their efforts would be wasted, whether it be in crops, drinks, clothes, or making money.
ye have sown much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothed you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. Haggai 1.6 now is the time to build the temple. Are we not the temple? We must build our body, soul, and spirit. We have demolished this temple. God said this because it has to be rebuilt. Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do ye see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? Enormous amounts of gold and silver went into Solomon's temple. Over 600 talents. That's a lot of gold. King David had left behind all the necessary building materials for the temple to be built. Gloriously out of pure gold. That very moment, when we believed in Jesus and repented, it sure felt like we could fly to heaven. How about you guys? reading the Word of God, and evangelizing. And how glorious that life was we were living at that time. But where did all that first glory go? The people of the church in Ephesus thought it would be okay to sin because they did a lot of work. It doesn't matter what we work for. The Lord doesn't reward us for doing a lot of work. The Lord's work is to believe in God. It is believing in the words of the prophets from God whom God has sent. Of course, we have to work for the Lord, but more importantly, doing the Lord's work is to become a pure bride for the Lord first. We are then rewarded on what we do as the bride of Christ. The Lord is waiting for us to be his bride. The groom is preparing by building a house to live together with his bride. Now, does he expect the bride to go out and make money at a fishing boat? No. The first thing the Lord waits for is the bride to be ready. When we first believed, as we walked with the Lord, we were thankful for everything. Always rejoiced, and it was okay if anyone insulted us. If that first glory is abandoned as the thing of past, the desire of Haggai 2.7 would come. And I will shake the nations and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. In fact, what all nations should hope for is the return of Christ. It is only when he comes that true peace will come to this earth. There are hidden ones and remnants among all peoples. They are waiting for Christ. However, there are many more who do not wait for Jesus. For them, uh, Jesus said, destruction will come for them. Today, this destruction in Haggai 2.6 is also found in Hebrews 12.26-29, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably 
with reverence and godly fear, for our God is consuming fire. When God came down to Mount Sinai to have a word with Moses, earth shook, and he said that if they, the people of Israel, came near, he would stone them. A swift punishment was waiting for the guilty. At the time, only the earth was shaken, but when the heavenly gates are opened on the Mount of Olives and the Lord comes back to earth, the heaven will also shake. The Bible says heaven will be rolled up like a scroll and be burned. And those who see the white throne of God will be judged and fall into the lake of fire. There are thunders and earthquakes and the shaking of heaven that day. Those who have destroyed the temple in their bodies are thus perished. However, after the earth and heaven are shaken, we receive an unshakable kingdom. Those who laid the foundation of the temple and rebuild it are blessed with an unshakable kingdom. Malachi 3.1 says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. To those who have laid the foundation of the temple before this sudden coming of the Lord, Haggai 2.18.19 says, Consider now from this day and upward, from the four and twentieth day of the ninth month, even from the day that the foundation of the earth's uh, foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider it, is the seed yet in the barn. Yea, as yet the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree hath not brought forth, from this day will I bless you. Those who prepared through prayer and those who laid the foundation to build the temple and worked hard, rebuild the temple within, have already received blessings from that day. Before that, there was no blessing when the temple was destroyed. He blesses the bride from the day she prepares to become a pure bride. What is the real blessing? Rather than asking for the blessings of this world, we should be saying, I want to be prepared before you, Lord. And with that right attitude, we need to constantly maintain the body, soul, and spirit, keep it spotless as the bride of Christ. To meet the Lord in the air on the day of Christ first. As the real blessing is when we get to ride down with the Lord at his second coming at the end of great tribulation. As described in Revelation 19 and Zechariah 14. Then ride into the glorious millennial kingdom and reign with Jesus Christ. Jesus will return soon. He will come for his church first the chaste bride of Christ, before he allows the great tribulation to start on earth. He will then return on his second coming with the church to destroy the unbelieving world. He will then set up and rule his millennial kingdom here on earth. He invites everyone into his kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Admit you're a sinner and repent for not believing in the blood shed by Jesus, and believe in this gospel how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. You must repent and believe the gospel with all your heart, pray for wisdom and understanding of the Holy Bible as you study, and let Jesus lead you in truth and spirit. 
Jesus is waiting for you even today. The day of salvation is now and today. God bless and have a wonderful day.